Hey guys, my name is Cassie Scott, and I'd like to welcome you to Alternative Thoughts. If you're new here, this is a podcast all about conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, and the type of alternative thinking that you just don't really see in the mainstream media. And today's topic is pretty heavy. We're talking about GMOs in our food. So let's get into it. So this is a pretty information-heavy topic, so just bear with me and we'll get through it together, okay? Now, over the past couple of decades, we've been hearing more and more about these things called GMOs, right? And how they're being used in agricultural businesses to, quote, enhance our food. I mean, personally, I've heard a lot of claims about how beneficial GMOs are to us and how they'll help us solve world hunger, and a ton of other outlandish claims, frankly. But I mean, what even are these things, right? That's what I wanted to know. What foods are they in? Are they safe for us to eat? Such and such. So I looked it up, as you do, and here's what's up, okay? So these companies who produce and sell the GMO crops will tell you that not only are they perfectly safe, but that they offer benefits like food that's more nutrient-dense and it's grown with fewer pesticides and they're cheaper than their non-GMO counterparts and all this stuff, right? But I mean, of course the companies who are selling these things are going to talk them up, right? They're not going to talk shit about their own products, especially not when they're making boatloads of money off of them. So I decided to keep digging for answers. Here's what I found. Are you ready? I don't think you are. Okay. So, obviously, the best place to start is at the beginning. What are they? So, GMO stands for genetically modified organism. Basically, it's when a plant, an animal, a microbe, whatever, has had changes made to the genome or the DNA. And they do this to try to alter the characteristics of these organisms. Now, There are two main types of GMOs in food, and the first being these things we refer to as Roundup-ready seeds or crops, and in simple terms, these seeds are modified with a gene that makes the plant resistant to herbicides so the crop won't die when the field is being sprayed. So farmers that use these can just spray the whole field to get rid of the weeds and not have to worry about killing their crops. Less work for them, you know, good for them. Maybe not so good for us though. And the second type of GMO is modified with a gene. Basically they take this this gene that they want and they insert it into the um, gene sequence of the seed. And this gene produces what's known as a BT toxin. Basically, it's simply... It's an insecticide. So when the insects eat the plant that have this gene, um, this it makes the toxin and the toxin pokes holes in their cells and causes their stomachs to explode and kills them. Super yummy. <laughs> Talk about a last supper. I mean, seriously, <laughs> what a way to go. Okay, so just to recap, make sure we're all on the same page. These GMO crops that we're eating are basically soaking up the chemical herbicides that they're being sprayed with, 
and producing toxins that kill bugs. I mean, what the fuck are they doing to us, right? Like, I don't know about you guys, but I don't want to eat that shit. That sounds very unappetizing to me. So where did this all start, right? Well, it started with a company called Monsanto, which is the company that owns Roundup herbicide, as in the Roundup Ready Seeds. Yeah, that's them. So Monsanto's patent on Roundup was set to expire. And all that means basically is that like other companies would be able to take their formula that they use in Roundup and make generic brands of it and sell it for cheaper. But of course, Monsanto being a corporation, they weren't stoked about that, right? I mean, they want to make money. And if someone else is selling the same thing for cheaper, that's not great for them. So they needed to come up with a way to continue making money off of their product. Cue Roundup Ready Seeds, right? They marketed them to farmers with the claims that they would save on labor costs and they would produce more robust harvests, all that stuff. Of course, the farmers were jumping at the bait. I mean, why wouldn't they, right? It sounds so good. And then bonus for Monsanto, the farmers who did buy these seeds entered into a contract that stated that the only herbicide that those farmers could use on their crops was Roundup. (laughs) What a fucking cash cow, honestly. They're making money off the seeds and the herbicide, just raking it in, okay? So now that we have the basics on what they are and how they got here, the important question is, are they safe, right? In short, no. And here's why. So it's been suggested that the chemicals in Roundup are linked to things like aggression, depression, obesity, multiple sclerosis, diabetes, Parkinson's, anorexia, Alzheimer's, heart disease, cancer, and more. There's more. What a fucking list. It, it it sounds like that part of a medicine commercial where they list all like the crazy side effects that you can get from taking this medicate. You know what I'm talking, you know what I'm talking about. I, I mean, these crops are only soaking up like copious amounts of these chemicals on a daily basis, right? What's so wrong with that? Now, your initial thought to hearing this might be, there's no way that this can be true because there's no way that the FDA would allow this stuff in our food. And listen, I get it, Okay. We're all conditioned to trust the government agencies that are supposed to look out for our best interests, right? I mean, that's literally what they're there for. But the government itself is kind of more like a corporation at this point because they're looking to make money too. And I think we're all kind of coming to the understanding that big daddy government puts the interests and profits of big corporations above the best interests of the people um, basically always, okay? So I don't think it's that far-fetched that they would let shit like this slide as long as they're making money. Especially, especially given the fact that, bitch, (laughs) get this, okay? The guy who was in charge of policies at the FDA when the GMO policy was created, his name is Michael Taylor, and he's a major fuckwad, right? He was a lawyer for Monsanto before going to work for the FDA. Yeah. Unfucking real. So 
good old Michael claimed that the FDA wasn't aware of any information suggesting that GMOs are different than their non-GMO counterparts. And because there's no difference, GMOs don't require safety studies or labeling of their products. Yeah, if you didn't know, they don't label what foods contain GMOs. Even though like 90% of Americans actually want them to label GMOs, it's, it's sounding like a fucking horror movie at this point, right? And the worst part, yeah, I know, it's already bad, but it gets worse. The FDA's own scientists have literally said that GMOs are dangerous. I'll say that again in case you didn't hear me. The FDA scientists said that GMOs are dangerous. Mm-hmm. So, in the 90s, a public interest attorney named Stephen Drucker, he filed a lawsuit against the FDA. And this lawsuit ended up leading to the release of over 44,000 memos, messages, and reports from scientists at the FDA saying that GMOs were dangerous and that they shouldn't be released to the public until further studies were done. But the FDA, and more specifically Michael Taylor, ignored their own scientists and covered up the dangers of GMOs in order to push through pro-GMO policies. I mean, this shit runs deep, like Jesus. There was even a judge who refused a class action lawsuit involving the use of GMOs. Why? Because that judge used to be a lawyer for one of these biotech companies. Not Monsanto specifically, but another company like them that makes GMOs. <laughs> what the actual fuck? Scientists have also warned about releasing GMOs into nature until more research is done. Because once they are released into the world, there's absolutely no way to recall them, right? They're fucking plants. They grow, they flower, they pollinate, and they cross-pollinate with, like, their naturally made counterparts. You would think that that would be obvious, that it's probably not a good idea, but... What do I know, you know? And this actually caused a huge problem for a canola farmer in Canada. This is so sad. So this farmer had been growing canola for over 50 years, right? And he was collecting his seeds every year for next year's crop so that he could replant, okay? He's doing the most, right? Well, there was a Roundup-ready canola crop, like, down the road, And this farmer's natural canola crop ended up getting cross-pollinated by the Roundup Ready crop. Monsanto somehow found this out. I don't know how. Maybe they have, like, an all-seeing eye or something, but they found out. And they sued him for, quote, use of their intellectual property. And they 
one. <laughs> First of all, how fucking dare you, Monsanto? Shame on you, okay? And that farmer, the poor guy, he ended up having to forfeit his whole crop and seeds to Monsanto as punishment. Like, his whole life's work, as if it was his fault. I mean, it's not like the guy could control the wind or the pollen. Shit. And he just had to hand it all over to them. Like, if anything, he should have been suing Monsanto for destroying his crops, right? Uh, Isn't that, like, destruction of property? Uh, But, I mean, this is exactly the kind of thing that scientists were trying to warn us about, and the government just chose to ignore them, instead allowing companies like Monsanto to basically patent nature. How terrible is that? I mean, it really, it really blows my mind. Unfortunate. So, there haven't been very many studies on the effects that GMOs have had on animals and humans, But the studies that have been done, their results are fucking wild, okay? (laughs) Get this. They showed that the genes from these crops, specifically the ones that create the Bt toxin, they transfer to the natural bacteria in your gut. Well, they can transfer to the natural bacteria in your gut. And that causes the bacteria in your gut to continue to produce that toxin. Monsanto claims that that's not possible because the BT toxin is destroyed during the digestive process, but I don't fucking believe them, especially because scientists in Canada tested the blood of a bunch of pregnant women, and they found that 90% of them had the BT toxin in their blood. And of that 90%, 80% of their fetuses had it in their blood as well. Oh, by the way, did I mention that BT toxin is damaging to red blood cells or that BT toxins poke fucking holes in cells? And this is extra concerning for the pregnant women because fetuses don't have a blood-brain barrier the way that we do. So the toxin that's in their blood could very well be traveling to their brain and wreaking havoc on their brain cells. I mean, these poor babies... Where's the outrage? That's what I want to know. All these people out here like, what about the children? Well, what about these fucking children, huh? What are we doing about that? Ugh. It's just sad. This whole thing is just... Anyways. So, over in the UK, um, this doctor, I'm gonna butcher... <laughs> I'm gonna list off a few doctors here in a, min- in a minute, and I'm gonna butcher probably all of their names. I am so sorry. Moving on. So in the UK, Dr. Arpad Pustai was given a grant by the government for about $3 million to test the safety of GMOs. And during his study, he fed GMO crops to rats, and he found that within 10 days of the rats eating these GMOs, they all had potentially precancerous cells in their digestive tracts. They were also found to have smaller brains, livers, and testicles. Yeah, sorry, guys, but they're shrinking your balls. Um, partial atrophy of the liver and damaged immune systems. And when Dr. Pustai reported his findings... 
he was praised and got a promotion. (laughs) Just kidding. Of course he didn't. Um, Instead, he was fired from his job of 35 years, threatened with a lawsuit, and issued a gag order. Yeah. I mean, he totally should have been praised, right? But we live in a goddamn dystopia. So he couldn't even talk about his findings at all because of the gag order. And similar circumstances have been occurring all over. In Russia, Dr. Arina Imakova fed GMO soy to female rats two weeks before getting the rats pregnant. And more than half of those baby rats died within three weeks of being born. And of those that did survive, they were smaller and infertile. Dr. Andre Carrasco, he was made aware of the fact that groups of peasants in Argentina who or groups of poor people in Argentina who live in like close proximity to a Roundup Ready crop of soybeans, they were suffering horrific effects from the overspray of the herbicide, which some of these included a high concentration of cancer and some really awful birth defects. <sighs> Unsurprising because they're toxic chemicals, you know. I I don't know why everybody seems so shocked. Whatever. Now, you would think, you would think all of this would have been found during the feeding studies done by the FDA, right? Well, those studies are actually only done for a max of 90 days. And, of course, they found no evidence of any of these horrible side effects during those 90 days, right? So it was concluded GMOs are safe. But independent scientists in France decided to extend these feeding studies from 90 days to two years, which, (laughs) good on them, because, like, if I'm going to be eating this shit and feeding it to my family, I want extended studies done, right? I want to make sure it's safe. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Anyways, so by the end of the study, they found that up to 80% of the female rats and 50% of the male rats had mammary gland tumors. They died at two to three times the normal rate and there was damage found in their livers, kidneys, and pituitary glands. But they're totally safe for us to eat though. They have no side effects at all on humans. (laughs) Make it make fucking sense, okay? I mean, even Monsanto's initial claims to the farmers about producing more robust crops were lies. (laughs) Shocker. Roundup has been found to kill the good bacteria in soil, leading basically to the sterilization of the soil, meaning you can't grow anything in that dirt, okay? It causes a ton of plant diseases and makes the soil hydrophobic, which just means it can't absorb water. And some of the chemicals in Roundup, they also, they bind together with certain nutrients, making it so the plant can't absorb and process those nutrients which 
leads to more nutrient-deficient crops. So not only are they causing all these problems and diseases for humans, they're making the plants, the food, nutrient-deficient. And who eats the food? Us, obviously. But so do the animals that we use for meat, like cows and pigs and stuff. And it's causing them to become nutrient-deficient, too. So the plants aren't getting nutrients from the soil. The animals aren't getting nutrients from the plants. We aren't getting nutrients from either. No one's getting any nutrients, okay? Just an unknown level of toxins. Now, if this all sounds too far-fetched to be real, trust me, I get it. All right, it's like an evil villain's origin story or something, right? It sounds, it just sounds really more and more absurd at every turn. But keep in mind that Monsanto, the company that's doing all this shit, is the very same company that told us that things like Agent Orange and DDT were safe. And look how well that turned out. But I'm sure we can trust them to to get it right this time. They probably learned their lesson. Oh, and by the way, Monsanto, this is a side note, Monsanto, um, their parent company, Bayer AG, is one of the largest pharmaceutical companies in the world. I mean, they totally wouldn't gain anything from promoting foods that are causing people to get sick and need medication, right? Like, no way. Mm. And another side note, their chairman back in the 50s was a literal Nazi who was convicted of crimes against humanity. Yeah, look it up. That's a fact. So Bayer, they make great choices, guys. So in the end, what can we do about all this? Unfortunately, I don't think we're going to be able to trust the government on this one. Shocking. Like, I know you can't see me, but I'm like surprised Pikachu face. Okay. Wow. We can't trust the government. My God. Hmm. Um, so instead, we're going to have to do what the UK did and let the market speak for us. How do we do that? Mm, I'll tell you. So you remember Dr. Pustai, right? The guy who got fired for doing the research that the government literally asked him to do and then got a gag order put on him. Well, that gag order ended up getting lifted. And when it did, hundreds of articles and news stories were run about his research in the media. Not here, of course, over in the UK. And this led to an uproar in the public. They were outraged and everyone was like, no fucking way am I eating that shit. No. And they basically refused to buy any foods that contained GMOs. And this obviously caused a drastic change in the market and in profits, which is important because we all know that if you want to get a point across to these companies, you got to hit them in their profits. So it led to large companies like Nestle to remove GMOs. Yay! From their European brands. (laughs) Yeah. They still, of course, use them in their American brands. But, I mean, this does kind of really prove to us that we, as the consumers, have all the power. When we hit these big companies right where it hurts, in their wallets, 
we force them to act, right? So the best way to do this is to, you know, follow their example over in the UK and just avoid GMOs altogether, which means we need to start paying attention to the foods that we're buying, especially when they contain GMO crops. So a quick Google search can tell you exactly what crops are GMO in this country, um, but they include canola, corn, soybeans, cotton, and alfalfa, which is a type of grass, which <laughs> means that even the meats that are labeled as grass-fed, yeah, they can contain GMOs because if they've, you know, been eating GMO alfalfa, yeah, they're really screwing us from all sides. Now, when you're buying foods that contain these crops, it's best to buy organic because if it's labeled as organic, they aren't allowed to intentionally use GMOs. I know, I know organic foods are way more expensive, but medical bills and insurance co-pays can be pretty damn expensive too. And I don't mean that to sound dense or out of touch because I'm well aware that many of us don't even have insurance, okay? Money's tight. For most of us, we just, we can't afford it, right? I get it. I'm a broke fucking bitch. I totally understand, okay? But that's exactly why it's so important to cause this shift in the market, to force these companies to stop using GMOs altogether, right? And you don't have to buy everything organic, right? Just the foods that you're buying that contain GMO crops. It's best to buy organic. The rest of the stuff, I mean, generic is fine. Whatever you can afford. Listen, like they tell me moms, that is best. But in the interest of being healthy, if you're going to be buying foods that contain these types of crops, what could be containing GMOs, um, it's just best to go organic. If you don't have that option, because not everybody does, I get it. You do have another option, which is foods that have been third-party verified to be non-GMO. And these foods are going to have like a symbol somewhere on their package. It's a little square and it has a blade of grass with a butterfly on it that says um, non-GMO. These foods aren't, um, they're not organic, but they are verified, third-party verified. So it's not the company that owns the product that's doing the verification. It's a separate company. They are verified that whatever they're using in there has not, it doesn't have GMOs in it. So that's also a good option. A lot of, you know, these brands of food that have this little box on them, like I said, usually they're not organic. Some of them are, but usually they're not. And um, it can be a cheaper option to really, you know, get the ball rolling on this. Just try and get GMOs out of your diet. You know, I I know it's tough because I know that, you know, better food that's better for you is more expensive. I mean, it's just... It shouldn't matter what your financial status is. You should be able to, you know, buy good nutritional foods to put on the table to feed your family. We should we should all be able to do that no matter how much money we make, okay? Let's get back. Back to the subject. So some people are already doing this, okay? And... 
doctor's report that their patients who have cut GMOs from their diets, a lot of them are seeing a lot of benefits like a relief of symptoms in depression, anxiety, digestive issues like IBS and Crohn's disease and so on. They're seeing relief, you know, from all of that. And I'm not saying that GMOs couldn't be potentially beneficial to us in the future, but there just isn't enough data. And the data that we do have suggests the exact opposite, right? I I mean, if the scientists from Monsanto have proof that these foods aren't safe and the FDA scientists are saying the same thing, I'm going to go ahead and believe them, okay? Personally, that's me. Okay, well, that was a heavy episode. A A lot of crazy information to process there. I think we can all agree, though, that the takeaway here is, like, fuck Monsanto, right? And fuck you, Michael Taylor. I mean, that's what I got from it, at least. I don't know. Let me know what you think. So, as always, I encourage you to do your own research on the subject before you form an opinion. Contact us on social media to let us know your thoughts on the subject, or if you have any requests for topics you'd like to hear covered. You can also check us out on YouTube, where videos of each episode, including some of our sources, will be posted the day after this podcast airs. And for extra content and bonus episodes, check out our Patreon. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed learning with me, and we'll see you next time. Bye!